Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Please welcome Drew Barrymore. culture junkie. I'm a news junkie. I like news you can use. So let's get right into it and hit the headlines. I know what you mean. Okay, everybody, it's time for Drew's news. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Drew's news. And with me at the desk is uh, my super news man. It's Rossi Ross Matthews. That's right, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hi, We're so excited because we have got an incredible person, human, and woman at the desk today. I've actually known her since we were kids, and it is an honor to have her here in person, live. Her new movie, A Castle for Christmas, is right on time for the holidays. Take a look. I should probably tell you, that bedroom you liked, where the fifth duke died, I made that up. Just wanted you to have the worst room. I know. The fifth duke died in the Battle of Culloden. The sixth was thrown from a horse, and the eleventh, your father, died alone in a hotel room in London. Hi. Oh, not again. Please welcome the one and only Brooke Shields. Yes, yes. The one and only. This is so exciting. And this is this is not the first time you've been here. No. So. Last Still time. to this day, I tell Brooke how I'm doing and like that, oh my God, I'm doing so good. I'm so happy to report. Everything's going well. She doesn't need to report to I me. I do. I'm not like a... And we I... collaborate and we make fun plans and then um, we'll do segments where we eat donuts together. Oh yeah, that I'll was... call her up and be like, Brooke, will you come and eat donuts like on the show with <laughs> me? Yep. And then she'll call me and be like, will you do the movie I'm doing right now? And I'll be like, yes, what can I do? Like, we're, we, we, we have fun. fun. We, when we did the, the movie together here, we, we shot it right here on the set. Here. And we had never acted together. I know. All which these was years. like so weird. I know, fun. right? You've known each other forever. That was the first time. It was really, it was nice to sort of, after all these years, kind of bring it all together. And for something like a, a wonderful project, which yeah. is 
you know, I mean, A Castle for Christmas is like right up my alley. I am obsessed. The trailer, I'm in the movie. I got to do scenes with you. I'm obsessed. The trailer, it looks so good. It's got everything that you need in a Christmas movie. Yeah. And there's dogs, there's pubs, there's horses, there's knitting. Uh, knitting? There's whiskey. <laughs> whiskey? Carrie <laughs> Elwes uh, of The Princess Bride. Yes. I mean, literally. Oh, wow. We shot in Scotland. I lived oh, in the carriage that. house of an actual neighboring castle. I like how there's neighboring castles. <laughs> and it's a happy, feel-good movie. I think oh, we God, just need we to be need entertained. It. Yes. Gets us in the, in the Christmas so spirit. Great. Thank you, holidays. <laughs> Last time you were here with Drew, you guys were eating donuts, and today yes, you're here you. with Cookie Week, at, uh, and you brought us your favorite cookie. I did. What I, is it? I Look love at this. peanut butter and I love oh chocolate, so the fact that they're all in one cookie oh. makes me very happy. Walk me. For starters, can we talk it's about the girth pounds. of this cookie? Look how thick this is, you guys. Look at that. That's, that's a it's big cookie. It's the size of my hand. Yeah. Okay. It's very heavy. So it's chocolate with peanut butter chips in it? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Oh, mm. <laughs> this works. And it's fun to smile after you've had it. Mm. Oh, yeah. I was oh, going to say, teeth. here. Mm. <laughs> oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a good oh. friend. <laughs> that's what friends do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Well, are you guys ready for some headlines? I'm oh, very yeah. well, we swish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, my God. That is We're going to kick it and stay on this holiday theme because tis the season for Christmas music. And Yahoo Life reports it's not for everyone. That's right. A Consumer Reports survey found 23% of people dread holiday music. Say what? I know. Psychologists say for some it can be a real trigger, (laughs) reminding them of all the gifts they've got to buy and relatives they have to see soon. And, oh, gosh, the holidays. Mm -hmm. So, on the other hand, some people can't get enough of it, and they wish it would play year-round. Rossi Brooke? I don't know about year-round holiday music. I don't know about year-round. Well, listen, I am what they call Hojo to the max, all right? I am holly jolly and unapologetic about it. Okay, so sign me up. But to your point, when they start playing it, like, on October 15th, I'm like, girl, no, that... Come on. It's too much, right? It's, it's too much. It makes me melancholy. It doesn't make me, like, angry or, or I'm not, you know, upset, but it just makes me melancholy. I don't know why. It just sort of makes me, like, oh, remembering when I was a kid. and Aww. You know what I mean? Like, that. I think it does evoke some of that. But I don't, I don't hate it. No, I do appreciate that I know every word to every holiday song. And so I sing so loud in the car. You guys know you sing so loud in the car, too. You know it. Um, I love the Vince Guaraldi Peanuts music. And I really like when people, like, there's a band called She and Him with Zoe Deschanel. Um, and it's like, I love when people make Christmas music. I feel like more musicians and bands like Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, like, yeah. make Christmas music. Like, yeah. let's do this every yeah. year. Yeah. You know, we have been enjoying the romance rumors swirling around. We've been talking about it here. Kim K and Pete Davidson, you know you're obsessed. So are we, or at least curious. Well, we just learned something new about Pete's relationship rules. Entertainment Tonight reports he just revealed his number one dating deal breaker. Listen to this. He says if you're rude to a waiter or a server, you're not getting a second date. How about that? (gasps) Oh, I know. Now... (laughs) To me, this seems like 
like normal, kind human being. If you were on a first date with somebody and they were like snapping at the wait staff. Yeah, I wouldn't it, make it through the meal. We're not getting dessert. I'm not even getting to the appetizer. Oh, really? Okay, but wait, would you like be able to like get up and leave and just be like, I'm sorry, like this and is Now I could. Now in this day and age, yes. in my age, yes. Because yes. life is too short and yeah. it, should, it should not be spent in the company of people who aren't good human beings to other people. This makes me love him. The, he couldn't be more right. Anyone and it's real, it's real, it's a real thing. It's uh, them? Yeah. Well, you know, we think that this, they're, they're dating, we think. Having the, fun. They're having fun. They had but pajamas on. They right? had matching pajamas on. Did you see that picture? Wait, with, what? It was Pete, <laughs> Kim, who else is there? Chris and I, I, I'm, mm-hmm, Flava Flav, I think, was in the picture. With them. Oh, I love Flavor Flav. Yeah. I mean, no, Public it was, Enemy. Wait, it was the weirdest picture. I love picture Flavor since, Flav. remember that, like, Liza Minnelli wedding where, like, Michael Jackson oh, was dude, there? Oh, David, and, what's his name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was... Well, I was at the Elizabeth Taylor one, and that was equally as, like, Wait, what? You with Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah. To, you to, went with to, Michael Jackson to... To the wedding. To, yes. <laughs> to the wedding. <laughs> to the, and, and because... Michael had to walk her down the aisle. To the Elizabeth Taylor. To the Elizabeth Taylor. You went. I had yes. to dance with Larry Fortinsky because technically I was the mother of the bride. <laughs> <laughs> technically. She because... Brooke Shields is trying to break me. Oh my God. <laughs> that is an amazing story. I was like, you can't do this to me. Please don't do this to me. I was like, she doesn't even want me at her wedding. What? Yes, of course she did. Well, I mean, we weren't like friends. And then... And then, then the first dance came, and Michael danced with Elizabeth, and I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> I was like, let's do this. This is good dancing. Oh, my gosh. I, I feel like I want to do one. Can I do a, a new, story? A this story? one's yours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait. Take it away. Take it away. I want to go like this. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about the latest Chugi casualty. <gasps> Ross, yes. Drew, I yes. know that you've talked about chuggy at the news desk. It's the word that kids are using these days to mean uncool, out of style, or just basic. Mm-hmm. So That's the New York exactly Post it. reports that Generation Z says that blonde hair is officially chuggy. They point to young fashion mavens like Gigi Hadid, Hailey Bieber, and Florence Pugh, and they say they've all gone from blonde to brunette recently. So what do you guys think about this? Do you think about being... I thought blondes had more fun. I wasn't sure. I love blonde hair. I don't think it's chuggy whatsoever. Blonde hair is stunning, striking, yes. beautiful. This report is chuggy. Chug, exactly. <laughs> well said. And with that, we'll be right back with more Drew's matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Urban Outfitters, Sephora, and Nike. 
and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. the one and only Brooke Shields. Aww. Well, Brooke, you've got our next story. Oh, I do. Okay, yeah. so here's a question. What can a man's pet tell you about his commitment to monogamy? Well, there's a new survey, and it says that men with certain pets admit to cheating more than others. So Best Life reports 3,000 men were surveyed by the pet website Moggy and Doggy, and they found the men most likely to cheat were those who owned pet rabbits and hamsters. Wow. Okay. Do you trust a man that had a hamster? I will say I do find this kind of fascinating. Like, I don't like men cheaters, and no. now, like, apparently they have rabbits and hamsters. Yeah. And evidently the, the men that don't have pets are less likely to admit to cheating. Now that okay. you've heard this story, if you met a man who had a rabbit and a, and a hamster, would you, would you both? give it? Both. Both, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would you give it a go? Uh... What if he promised he could make you very, very hoppy? <laughs> See? And see. You make, you make women laugh, and the next thing Stupid. you know. Um, okay, well, next we've got an interesting debate that I want to get your take on, Brooke. Okay. Parents Magazine reports that School photo companies are offering retouching services on kids' school photos. There's been a backlash from parents who say it sends the wrong message to kids. One mom posted this pic. The photo company had photoshopped out her child's freckles, and then she tweeted asking to get them back. Other parents say they see a place for it, and one person said their son got scratched by their cat on his face just days before the annual photo, and they wish they had been able to fix it. Brooke thoughts. I don't think that it's the right message. I really don't. I, I think it's not fair because you're telling, you're sending the child a message that says you're not good enough, so we're going to fix you. You're, something's wrong with you. We're going to fix you. Completely. And if you're starting that young, God help them by the time they're older. Completely. Yes. I, I, I hate this for, for little kids. I will say, <laughs> like 16, 17, there are a couple of pictures I wouldn't mind a little Photoshop on from my past. You know what I mean? Like a thing but here and a thing here and a thing here. when you look back and you're like, that was when I had feathered hair and a perm and it's so hideous. It's just, it's a part, it's a marked period of your life. Okay. I don't feel like, and you're not that anymore. So, and I don't know. I think they're funny. And... I think Brooke Shields changed my mind. I think now, I, now I'm going to embrace those pictures when I had terrible hair. But then look, but look at it now. It's gorgeous. You know what, Brooke Shields, you have a great point. Thank you so much. I just have to tell you that here's what I'm thinking as you guys are talking is, Brooke, you and the nothing comes between me and my Calvin's campaign. Oh, my gosh. Like, at the time when high school photos are being taken, there you are in your jeans with your shirt and that body language. I mean, and the hair blowing out. The most iconic. It is. That is... 
fashion campaign, legendary legacy history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We, you know, we got really lucky. I think that we had, you can't set out to do, like now people, photographers say, we're gonna do some iconic photos. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh really? Oh good, that's good to know. <laughs> You can't set out to do an iconic photo. It either happens or it doesn't. fly on the wall moment of that day. I mean, literally, that is like the campaign that just, it changed the world. What, any tips? We had it, we did a minute long commercial and I had to memorize, this is like, they didn't have cue cards or teleprompters or anything and I had to memorize a monologue that was a minute long and they were intending to play it during movies, like before the coming attractions. And at the last minute they pulled it because they said, you'll never see a coming, uh, you know, an advertisement in a movie. Now you can go like an hour late and right, the movie yeah. hasn't even started. Um, <laughs> but uh, the next day I got to high school and there was a pop quiz and the quiz, the question was, what's a gene? And so I re- repeated my whole monologue and I got an A. You did? So, wow. I mean, that photograph, it's just, it's burned in my brain forever. Okay, and finally, it is time for a pick from the Little Yellow Book, which is my personal curation of things I love that I want to share with you. Couldn't be more special because it's a special pick from Brooke. So show us what you got. Well, it's over there. And I thought it was appropriate because I started a company called Beginning Is Now. And this is my sweatshirt, the fun, beautiful color, yellow. Drew's you can put it favorite. on. I've got one. I know. Oh, I, I send you one. I, I, oh, this is the shirt. That's the one. Oh, okay. yeah, absolutely. And I have one, too. I don't know where mine is, but... Um, I will and wear oh it gosh, with you. you. This is <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> look how chic. It's so chic. Right? right? I love it on the hood. So it's my company. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I started this company, I started it for women um, over 40 because I feel like as we, as we mature, we don't get represented. We're not represented. I feel stronger, sexier, more in my own skin now than I ever did in my 20s. And then you go and you're not marketed to, you know, and I want to change that. So beginning is now. Yeah, beginning is now. Brooke, I love you. I love you so much. A Castle for Christmas is on Netflix now. It is everything. And you'll see Brooke and I, who have known each other our whole lives, finally acting together. Although it's not about me, it's all about her. (laughs) And we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod. 
or text Wondery Pod to 500-500. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back. Last month, we paired with the incredibly talented Dakota Johnson and her company, Tea Time, to create a monthly must-watch list that we're calling Little Yellow Book X Tea Time Top 10. Now for, I know. And Dakota watches everything. Tea Time is her production company and she is a phenomenal like list maker. So for November's list, we wanted to give you things to watch that make you feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside. And here are just a few of Dakota's picks. Hi everybody, I'm Dakota Johnson. And today on, or this month on Drew Barrymore, Tea Time, Little Yellow, Tea Time, Yellow, Tea Time's Little Yellow Book. What are we calling it? Tea Time Top 10 times Drew Barrymore's picks of monthly favorite books. I mean movies (laughs) or TV shows. We have The Great British Bake Off, When Harry Met Sally, Up, Soul, Won't You Be My Neighbor. Won't You Be My Neighbor is really great because if you ever watched Mr. Rogers when you were a kid or if you ever watch it now, it's pretty soothing. I watch it with my goddaughter all the time and she learns a lot and so do I. And also When Harry Met Sally is a perfect film. It's just a perfect film. It's the most perfect romantic comedy, otherwise known as rom-com. And that's that. Thank you, Dakota. I love being your partner in all things we can watch. Go to our website for the full list. It's good. We'll be right back. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back. Our next guest is someone that I'm very personally invested to meet. I've never met her before, but she is a chef, author, and the owner and creator of one of the most sought-after restaurants in America. It's called The Lost Kitchen. But her path to success wasn't always easy. Here is the story of Erin French. I went to college when I was 18, but I became unexpectedly pregnant with my son. I was only 21 at the time. 
So I came back pregnant and feeling pretty deflated. And the only thing that I knew how to do, the only thing that I felt comfortable with was food. And I started a supper club. As the supper club started to get more popular, I finally got to a point where I opened a restaurant. But if you want to find some cracks in your relationship, if you open a restaurant, you will find them. My marriage exploded with that restaurant. I started to become extremely depressed. I started drinking more. I started taking prescription drugs. I had a breakdown. I checked into rehab. My marriage ended. I lost my restaurant. I lost everything. Even though I went through some pretty hard times, those tragedies brought me the restaurant and the women who were there. We wouldn't be there if I hadn't tumbled down, if I hadn't gone through hell before. Ladies and gentlemen, Erin French. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, I mean, the Lost Kitchen is a place uh, that is reservation only via... Postcard. (laughs) Yeah, look at them all. What gave you the idea to do a postcard only lottery system. I know it sounds crazy, right? You think everyone's supposed to just move faster and go on open table. And, you know, we started this restaurant in the middle of nowhere and had no idea. I mean, everyone told me I was crazy. Like, why would you open a restaurant in a town with 700 people? It's not going to work. And you're a woman in a male dominated industry. It's not going to work, right? Well, I think after three years, we crashed the phone lines with over 10,000 phone calls for our reservations in the spring. And it got to a point like, we can't do this anymore. We can't listen to these garbled messages. We've overloaded. The fire department had showed up because we set off alarms. And so we thought, what do we do right now? We have to slow this down. And for me, because I'm kind of old fashioned, we thought, what about postcards? What if people mailed in for a reservation and we just pulled them out of a hat because we were never gonna be able to feed the need? So many people wanted to come. And we were shocked to find out. We thought people, we were just like, write your name and phone number and send it to us. And that's not what they did. No. We got stories and deep stories and beautiful stories. And you know, sometimes they were limericks or poems or they were just pieces of people's lives. And for us, being this deeply personal restaurant where I wanna give these deeply personal meals, what better way to get to know our guests? Like, we're getting to know them before they arrive already. So that's, it's really connected. And it's a journey. You travel to get to this restaurant. I've mentioned to people myself, like, oh, I'm dying to go to the Lost Kitchen. They're like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> you know, I mean, you people literally wait years to get in. So it's a journey. I mean, kudos to you for building something that's such a success. <laughs> You never imagined. But you built a whole tribe of women. Yeah, my village. Yes, tell me about that. Well, if you think about opening a restaurant in the middle of nowhere, and you know, I was coming out of this just terrible divorce. I had come out of rehab for issues with prescription drugs, and I wasn't like the best candidate to be opening this successful restaurant. So who do you 
who's, who's going to come work for you? You know, I didn't have the best track record. And so for me, I just, I reached out to my friends and these were the people who showed up. They believed in me. They showed up. My mom started running the wine program. My best friend, Lauren was by my side and Ashley growing the flowers for the restaurant. And they said, I'll be there. I'll come wait tables. I'll come work in the kitchen. And so it started as a small group of, of friends. And now it's a restaurant run by all women. I just love that so much. I do. You know what else I find really helpful is you have this wonderful husband that you speak so beautifully about. I do. And did you meet on Match.com? Yes, the best $48 I ever spent. <laughs> and like, didn't you have to ask your mom for the money yes. to get? I was so, so broke. I was living in the Airstream on my parents' property, close enough so I could have Wi-Fi so I could chat with Michael. <laughs> and I overdrew my bank account. So my mom like came out. She's like, Aaron, you overdrew your account. So it probably cost an extra 20 bucks for that $48. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, we met online. And you met your husband. I winked at him. Let's be clear. Okay, so he's, he's welcome. <laughs> He's so lovely. He is. I mean, the way you speak about him is just, oh, it's so romantic. Second chance. I'm telling you, second chance. I mean, that's another thing. A second chance at love. I didn't know that that was possible. I was just like, I came out of this terrible marriage. I had lost my sense of self. And it was like, how do you go on and trust with that? And you, know, you just got to keep putting yourself out there. And you never know. And like literally the day that I was like, all right, I'm quitting match because I overdrew my account. Michael and I started chatting the next day. So, and now I've got this amazing, supportive, loving, sweet partner. <laughs> He's the one man of the lost kitchen. <laughs> well, I would be honored in honor of Cookie Week if you would teach us and show us how to make some cookies. Absolutely. I'd love to. I, I mean, the one and only. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great-tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great-tasting, high-quality organic dairy ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. with the owner of The Lost Kitchen, Erin French. <laughs> and, I mean, your show on Discovery Plus is my favorite. It's fantastic. You. you guys have to watch it. And we are going to celebrate cookies because that's what we're doing all week long. And Erin is going to show us her favorite recipe right now. Yeah. You're in the driver's seat. I'm your passenger. Okay, this is one of my favorite recipes ever. This was something we used to have at the holidays all the time when I was a little girl growing up. And we would only have them on Thanksgiving and Christmas. My grandmother would make these. And I would make sure that I was wearing a Christmas dress or you know, a holiday dress that I could have pockets so I could go sneak in and I could stuff them in because I was just very addicted to these cookies. And you'll find out why. But she would never give me this recipe ever, never gave it to me. Even when I started to really get into cooking, nope, not giving it to me. And she passed away. And then 
years later, my aunt found this collection of all these recipes from casseroles and you know, very old fashioned like 1960s and 70s food. And I looked and it was like, I think this might be the recipe. And I made the cookies and I tasted my grandmother after she was very much gone. So this is a special recipe. And maybe she's mad at me because I'm sharing it now because she'd never share it with me. And now I'm just giving it to everyone. But I'm sharing it with the world now. But I did add my own secret ingredients so then I can make it mine. But that's what you do with recipes. You, you pass it down. So OK, so we're starting. It's with, um, we started this with some uh, shortening and sugar. And you cream it all nice and creamy um, with shortening and sugar until it gets nice and fluffy. So what? Nice yeah. and fluffy. That's just going straight to my I know. thighs. It's going to be great. It's, this is why you only make this twice a year. Okay? Yeah, literally. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so that's going to end up there and there. Perfect. And then um, the next thing we'll do is we'll just add in the eggs and you just add them one at a time because eggs like to be incorporated gently. And also make sure they're room temperature eggs because that's just gonna be very helpful with your dough so things don't really just get bound up. All right, we've got to the eggs in there. We're gonna add in the molasses. So that'll make it nice and rich. And then we can just turn this down. I like to turn it off and give a little whisk. So over here we've got the flour and then you've got all those spices that taste like the holidays. So you know, you've got your ginger and cinnamon and cloves and that just gets a little bit of a whisk in here. And Beautiful. then you're gonna gently add it in and then that'll, that'll make our batter. So um, when you're mixing in flour, you don't wanna mix it on high. The gluten will start to form and then you'll have tough cookies. So you just wanna do a little bit at a time. And we love a tough cookie, but not now. Not this kind. <laughs> Got it. Exactly. So it's so easy, it just goes right in. And then uh, twist that in. The dough starts to come together really simply. And as it's coming together, there's all this candied ginger. And this is my added touch to my nanny's recipe because I just thought it was a little adult and grown up to add in candied ginger. You keep getting those little ginger bites and it's just, it's delicious. Um, and the great thing about this cookie is that it's, um, it's soft on the inside and then it's a little chewy on the outside. Um, so the next thing we do is we're just gonna take the dough and uh, scoop it out with our little portioners here. Perfect. So just make uh, your nice little balls of cookie here and then roll them in the sugar because, you know, why not? Um, sometimes I give them a little press down so they bake uh, just, just so. And then um, we'll pop them in the oven. And when they come out, you'll see you've got like the most perfect ginger cookies of your childhood dreams. How long in the oven, time and temp? You know, usually for baking, I'm in like the 350, 375 range. Um, and then uh, they bake for about eight to 10 minutes and you just wanna pull them out just as they're starting to crack because they're almost kind of nice when they're just a little bit underdone on the inside so they have that cookie gooiness. It's true, I don't like a dried out cookie. No. So um, yeah, so we pop these in the oven. Pull 350, eight minutes maybe check. Keep checking. Cracking. Cooking is like sailing. You have to constantly watch your environment and move around. But yeah, so they come out and look. <laughs> they're soft, Cheers. they're soft. Cheers. Oh yeah, they are soft. Mm. So good. Oh my God. That's my grandmother. I love it. Thank you for bringing us into the moment. By the way, you are such a good storyteller. The apron with the pocket and the stealing and then asking your grandmother and then finding her recipe. Yep. I 
I will always remember. You have pockets, feel free, load up. <laughs> Listen, I'm probably that weird old lady. Like, <laughs> I will be that woman with like a baguette under her arm and some cookies yeah. in my pocket. I'll be there with you. Everyone's I'm honored to meet you. I'm in awe of what you've built for yourself. I appreciate you sharing your story with people so that those of us, when we go through things, can be encouraged to believe we can find and do extraordinary things. I really, really admire you, and I was so excited to meet you today. Chefs are my Marvel universe. You're like meeting Thor. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Go to our website for the full recipe, and be sure to check out Aaron's show, The Lost Kitchen, available now on Discovery+. Plus. And the Magnolia app. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. has been all across the world, and now he calls Brooklyn home. Good, that means he's right down the street. And his latest project, La Brea, has a trip all of its own. Take a look. Where are you taking us? You'll see, it's just up ahead. Look, I know what you're thinking, but we came here for their help. We need to leave this alone. I thought Eddie was your friend. The dead man we found here had the same markings, and I was sent to bring him home. I can't let that go. How can you? I'm not, but the burden of proof is on us. Without it, we stay the course. Please welcome TK Okonkwo! <laughs> Hello. I have been doing promos saying your name. I've been waiting weeks to like finally meet you in person. And you said it so beautifully, thank you. Did I? You did, yeah, thanks. Oh gosh, oh your <laughs> accent, my <Yeah>. goodness. <laughs> I've, I've lived here so long I forget I have an accent actually, but I definitely do. No, your voice is like everything. <laughs> thanks. And I'm not the only person who thinks this. <laughs> Is it true that you're on the Calm app? I am, yeah. I read millions of people to sleep. <laughs> every, I mean, every that night. is so cool! <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, your new show, La Brea, is a smash hit. Yeah. It just got picked up for season two. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> this show is a trippy. It is, especially if you live or have spent time in LA because you know this giant sinkhole opens up and I think people who are in that city tend to take it a little bit too seriously well, maybe. Like, could this happen any moment now? I lived like <laughs> off La Brea. Right. So yeah, it's literally where I lived right. and grew up. <laughs> but I mean, when they're talking about a show like this, were you like excited? Did you know that they were gonna tackle the tone so well? Cause it's working, it's a huge success. Yeah. Season two. 
But that's it's like hard to pull this off. It is. I, I was so blown away by David Applebaum, the show's creator, and his huge vision for the show. And I just felt like it's fun. You know, you get to go and just be adventurous and just like run around, running away from things, running towards things, trying to get back. It was a really big undertaking. And like you say, it's, it's kind of tough as well, but it was so much fun. We had such a great cast and great crew down in Australia where we shoot. And it was just, yeah, a, a real family sort of job. We all got in there and just did it together. It was great. And we were filming, you know, outside in the elements for six months through an Australian winter, which is actually very cold. Um, I wasn't expecting that, but it was a lot of fun as well, like I say. And uh, thankfully, we didn't get to see any dangerous animals, although it was nice when kangaroos would jump by our trailers. And that morning. really happened. And that really happened several, several days in a row. Yeah. OK, so you're coming out of your trailer and you're like, what's up, kangaroo? Um, <laughs> and then, but th was there a story that, like, not having to do with the show, you had, like, a, a bear or something? Yeah, so I, I moved to New York about 10 years ago, lived here for a couple years, couldn't take the winters, so I moved to, uh, to uh, Los Angeles. Um, and my first month in L.A., friends of mine, we went up to Sequoia to go camping. Oh, yeah. Which was beautiful. Um, but we had some survival skills in our group, thankfully, because someone had the idea to tie up our food in a tree, in the top of a tree, away from our camp, in case bears were around. And so we did that, we, tied, we climbed up a tree, tied our food at the top, got back in our tents and went to bed for the night. And um, then all I could hear was this <laughs> sort of snorting outside of our tent. Ow. And I was just terrified for the whole night. I didn't sleep a single wink. And it was freezing cold as well. And just petrified to see what, what, what might be there when we got out. But thankfully, when we got there, the bear had gone um, and our food was OK. So I think if our food had been in our camp, it might have been a different story. Oh, my God. I so know that I would be that Dippy Valley girl who would just leave all her food on the floor and get mauled by bears. Like, that would be it. That well, would be it. I'm so glad that wasn't your, <laughs> the case um, for you. Oh, no, that's exactly what would happen, um, because I know nothing about camping. Will you ever go camping again? I think I will. I enjoyed it. I might really? go at a warmer Freezing time of year. Bears? A warmer time of year and maybe... The bears will leave us alone. Maybe I learned some skills on the show. I don't know. But um, I don't want to put those to the test, actually. Um, all right. Well, I would love if you wouldn't mind if we could talk um, about your dad. Um, we have this thing here on the show called Good Dads Program. Mm. And I love honoring great dads. You know, I just... I, moms get a lot of attention, um, which is fantastic and very well-deserved. But I like to honor dads here, too. Mm. So um, you did a post, and it was so beautiful and touching mm. about your father. And I was wondering if I could ask you about it. Yeah, of course. So my dad um, grew up in Nigeria, but moved to Europe when he was very young to get an education and was just the, the most present father that I could ever have wished for. I've got siblings. I'm one of four, my older sister younger sister and a younger brother, and he was just very, very present. But he passed away when I was 24. Um, my younger brother was only 13, so young for us to lose a dad. But he, I feel like the, the more years that pass by, the more lessons I learn from him and from the memory of him. Um, I actually moved to New York exactly five years after he passed. Um, and last Friday was exactly 15 years. So it's nice to have these landmark moments. And it's just so nice to be 
um, living my dream because he was so encouraging of it. He always wanted me to come to America and to do my work here. So I'm, I'm really glad that I did that and I've followed through. Do you think he's proud of I, you? Yeah, I definitely do. And it's so nice to have, you know, a, a big show that people are watching and paying attention to and all the other things that we, we have going on. And um, I, I often think that he would be very, very proud. And, and you bring him into it. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, I actually have here the text oh. uh, that you wrote if you have any interest in reading it. Yeah, of course. Would you mind? Do you think we could have not only <laughs> your beautiful voice, but um, the way that you honor your father in this is something we would be honored if you would share. Bless you. Um, I, wrote my, I am my father's son. He taught me the value of family, of perseverance, of consistency. He also taught me to love and respect the women around me. As I look at this version of myself pictured, I feel grateful because I know the only reason he made it to today is because of the powerful women in his life. And as we honor men and great dads, the reciprocity of honoring women mm. is just so full circle. May we all love and respect and appreciate each other. Absolutely. I'm glad I got through that without crying, so thanks. Oh, <laughs> I'm so grateful. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a crier at any given opportunity, yeah. so. Well, as if we didn't love you enough, by the way. <laughs> like, clap of hands for, I love when men show emotion. I love honoring good dads. Yeah. And just, you know, really celebrating every individual out there. Like, I just thank you for sharing Oh, no, thank you us. for giving me the opportunity to. That's just honestly so, so beautiful. And on his 15-year anniversary as well of his passing. So it's just really meaningful to me and my family. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for bringing him thank into you. the room with us. Thank you. Thank you, Chike, so much. The season finale of La Brea airs tonight at 9, 8 central on NBC. And we will be right back. Congratulations. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back. Before we go, the holidays are about giving and St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is launching their St. Jude Thanks and Giving campaign to encourage shoppers from all over the country to make a holiday donation. And we can all give back and support children in need. I've been to St. Jude's. I'm a St. Jude's supporter and ambassador. They share evidence and science and research and data with hospitals and doctors all over the globe. They take care of families at no cost. I love St. Jude's and it's an honor to speak about them on this show. So if you see it, let's support them. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with us. We make this show for you. So take it with you.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Drew Barrymore Show podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey.